Today's episode is sponsored by Alone in the Dark. The highly anticipated new reimagination by Pieces Interactive and THQ Nordic. Play as Edward Carnby or Emily Hartwood to explore your environments, fight monsters, solve puzzles, and uncover the true secret of Dorsetto Manor. Our favorite heroes are brought to life by Hollywood stars Jodie Comer of Killing Eve and David Harbour of Stranger Things, who lend not only their voices, but their appearance and their formidable acting skills to the brave protagonists. Experience a deep psychological story that goes beyond the realms of the imaginable, all dreamed up by Mikhail Hedberg, cult horror writer of Soma and Amnesia. The team at Pieces Interactive is supported by monster designer and legendary Guillermo del Toro collaborator Guy Davis, as well as doom jazz legend Jason Conan, who provides his eerie and haunting melodies for the right atmosphere. Alone in the Dark is available March 20th on PS5, Xbox Series XS, and PC. Pre-order your copy now and escape into the dark. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. This is the Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network. This podcast is made possible thanks to our amazing patrons. Please join me in welcoming and thanking new patrons. I punched a sandwich, Salmon Lord, Kira Copenhaver, and Sonny with no chance. Our patrons mean everything to us, and we do all we can to give back for their generosity. So what do patrons get? Rewards start with shoutouts and early commercial-free access to all episodes and go up from there to include weekly bonus episodes, t-shirts, and more. You can also save by signing up for our yearly membership and get 12 months for the price of 11 at any reward level. And remember, for all of October 2020, all new patrons will get a limited edition 31 Days of Horror Magnet along with their other rewards. Our thanks for you showing support to the show. If you'd like to see how you can support the show and get rewarded for doing so, including the limited edition Creepy Fridge Magnet, please check out our reward tiers at patreon.com slash creepypod. No. This is Creepy, a podcast dedicated to sharing the most famous, chilling, and disturbing creepypastas and urban legends in the world. Whether these stories truly happened or are simply fabrications is for you to decide. 
These stories may contain graphic depictions of violence and explicit language. Listener discretion is advised. Creepy Presents The 31 Days of Horror Day 24 The Rugrats Theory Narrated by Alicia Atkins Original Theory The Rugrats were really a figment of Angelica's demonic and unimaginable imagination. Chucky died in 1986 along with his mother. That's why Chaz is a nervous wreck all the time. Tommy was born in 1988, but he was a stillborn. That's why Stu is constantly in the basement making toys for the son who never had a chance to live. The DeVilles had an abortion in 1990. Angelica couldn't figure out whether it would be a boy or a girl, thus creating the twins. As for all grown up, the teenage Angelica became addicted to various narcotics which further aggravated her schizophrenia, bringing her back to her childhood, and thus her creation she obsessed over. Because of time lapse between the present and the last time she interacted with her creations, she made them older. Angelica was constantly taking hits of acid, so she would never have to live without her creations who were her only company. In a judgmental world, Angelica's mom actually died of a heroin overdose in 1982, just after Angelica was born. And Drew in his depression married a gold-digging whore that Angelica idolized because she fooled herself into thinking it was a real mom but always had the concept of her mom, Cynthia, and took a Barbie doll and made it after her mom's image, wearing an unwashed orange dress and having jacked up hair, which is why she is so attached to it. Later in life, she followed in her mom's footsteps and drugs and everything, dying of overdose at age 13, when all grown up was cancelled. The only rugrat not to be fictional, however, was unborn Tommy's brother, Dill, However, Angelica didn't know the difference between Dill and her creations, although Dill didn't follow her commands. After endless crying and a refusal to disappear like the others did when Angelica was angry with them, she hit him. Due to this, he sustained a brain hemorrhage, which resulted in a deformation. As he grew up, his damage only became more evident and by the time he was nine and all grown up, he lived as an outcast being ridiculed for his weirdness and retardation. The immense guilt over this is what led Angelica to her drug use, and is what led Angelica to uncreate the Rugrats briefly, until her experience with hallucinogenics. On a trip to Paris to find love, Chaz married a woman named Kira. He was actually going to marry a different woman named Coco, but she just wanted him for his money, who had a daughter named Kimmy that was torn from her because she was a cocaine addict. Angelica imagined her from Kira's stories. He lost his mind after the death of his wife and was in denial that she was ever a prostitute. Upon return to America, Chaz and Kira married and she got her green card. It was actually a really happy and romantic story. Kira continually struggled with addiction, but was relatively happy with her life in Chaz. Susie was actually Angelica's only friend, who entertained the thoughts of Angelica's creations for her sake. Angelica spent the last days of her life in the back of the school cafeteria, imagining friends around her and playing with the lives of her creations. Tweaked Version 
The Rugrats really were a figment of Angelica's imagination. Chucky died a long time ago along with his mother. That's why Chaz is a nervous wreck all the time. Tommy was a stillborn. That's why Stu is constantly in the basement making toys for the son who never had a chance to live. The DeVilles had an abortion. Angelica couldn't figure out whether it would be a boy or a girl, thus creating the twins. As for all grown up, Angelica was a bipolar schizophrenic who, as a teenager, became addicted to various narcotics, bringing her back to her childhood, thus creating a world in her mind that she obsessed over. Because of the time lapse between the present and the last time she interacted with her imaginary world, she made them older. Angelica was constantly taking hits of acid so she would never have to live without her creations. To her, her creations were her only company in a judgmental world. Angelica's mom actually died of a heroin overdose. Angelica was schizophrenic and bipolar because she was a crack baby. Additionally, Drew, in his depression, married a gold-digging whore that Angelica idolized because she fooled herself into thinking it was a real mom. However, she always had a concept of her mom, Cynthia. She used a Barbie doll to mirror her birth mother's image, wearing an unwashed orange dress and jacked-up hair, which is why she was so attached to it. Later in life, she followed in her mother's footsteps, dying of overdose at age 13 when all grown up was cancelled. The only rugrat not to be fictional, however, was unborn Tommy's brother, Dill. However, Angelica didn't know the difference between Dill and her creations. Dill didn't follow her commands, and after endless crying and a refusal to disappear like the others did when Angelica was angry with them, so she hit him. After she hit him, he screamed a screeching tune, and Stu ran in and pulled his niece off of his only child. But it was too late. Dale had a brain hemorrhage, which resulted in a deformation. As he grew up, his damage only became more evident, and by the time he was nine and all grown up, he lived as an outcast, being ridiculed for his weirdness and retardation. The immense guilt over this is what caused Angelica to start using drugs and to uncreate the Rugrats briefly, until her experience with hallucinogenics. Chaz lost his mind after the death of his first wife, and was in denial that she was ever a prostitute. On a trip to Paris to find love, Chaz fell in love with a hooker named Kira. He was originally going to marry a different hooker, but she just wanted him for his money. Kira once had a daughter named Kimmy, but the baby was torn from her by law due to her cocaine addiction. Angelica imagined Kimmy from Kira's stories. Upon return to America, Chaz and Kira married, and she got her green card. It was a surprisingly happy and romantic story. Kira continued to struggle with addiction, but was relatively happy with her new life with Chaz. Susie was Angelica's only friend, who entertained the thoughts of Angelica's creations because they seemed to make her happy. She later became a psychologist and teamed up with Nickelodeon to make the Rugrats. When Angelica died of the overdose, Susie helped arrange her funeral. Because of her addictions and her mental state, Angelica was expelled from society, which led to a break with reality and her eventual death. She spent the last days of her life in the back of the school cafeteria, imagining friends around her and playing with the lives of her creations. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. 
But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. From the Patreon Vault. Creepy Presents. Servine Birth. In 2009, an amateur video artist studying in the UK uploaded a video onto YouTube of a recent PC completed. After many reports and complaints, the video was taken down. The piece allegedly begins with a lingering shot of a foggy meadow that some believe to be located in Ireland. The only sound through this shot is a light hissing and what sounds like muffled, unintelligible speech. The camera starts zooming in on a white shape in the field. After several tedious minutes, the shape reveals itself to be an albino deer. A close-up shot of its eyes suddenly appear, showing signs of infection and possibly the beginning stages of blindness with them. The following shot is a scene of the deer staring at a vanity mirror for about a minute. After this, the piece takes a turn for the bizarre with the deer and the reflection moving in dissonance with the real one. Zooming in, the camera focuses on the deer and the reflection, which has begun to move about in an unnatural and grotesque fashion, as if something was molding it like a piece of clay. As these unnerving contortions continue, the camera zooms out, showing a shot of the real deer lying on the ground. People have described the deer as looking strangely at peace. The shot goes on for roughly two minutes. The reflection is still twisting and gesticulating, but the mirror itself seems to be growing darker. The deer lying on the ground then starts to excrete a dark fluid from under its tail, suggesting that a birth is about to occur. The tar-like substance continues to bubble and seep out of the deer and onto the ground. This is the point where many people claim to have stopped watching it. Some accounts vary on what happens next, but many describe the scene where a stillborn, humanoid infant is burst from the deer covered in a dark, tar-like sludge that makes it hard to describe exactly what it looks like. Some have claimed it was a model of a human-animal hybrid put together by the artist for the sake of this film. A blurry close-up shot of the hybrid's face is seen for a few seconds before it cuts back to the mirror, now broken, within the same field from the beginning. Black and white stock footage of an audience applauding is shown in slow motion, and then the film ends with a five-minute shot of a black screen accompanied by unintelligible murmuring, slowly fading in volume. Many say the film can no longer be found online, while others say the audio track is sometimes circulated around file-sharing programs like BitTorrent. There are even some who claim to have attained the film itself through such means. Occasionally, screenshots surface on image boards and other such sites, but the film itself has hardly been seen since its initial debut. A year later, the artist posted another video on YouTube. This time, it was just five minutes of black screen in silence, with just a link to a webcam site in the description to serve as evidence. 
Viewers describe seeing a pair of dangling, pale feet slightly rotating above a knocked-over chair. The creator of the video, Servine Birth, is best known for this shocking final piece. But many are not as aware of his earlier works, which are similar in terms of content and style. Shot in black and white, the piece often referred to as Foxtrot was created in early 2005. The film begins with a shot of a moonlit forest, with a slow fade to the beginning of the first scene. A gaunt, malnourished-looking fox is seen staggering through the forest, wailing and crying out in a haunting voice with what appears to be a noose tied around its neck. The camera follows the rope to the end, where the fox's cubs can be seen dragging behind. It isn't certain whether the cubs are dead or not. The film cuts to a brief shot of a crescent moon as it slowly devolves into a shapeless blur. The soundtrack for the film so far have consisted mostly of the fox's wailings, and a wailing musical track many describe as unnatural and unnerving. It cuts to a clearing in the forest. The fox is seen ambling towards the center, still dragging her young behind her. The music gradually fades into silence as the fox is curling up on the ground, getting ready to die. After a few moments with nothing but her final breath breaking through the silence, a close-up of her face is shown. Her eyes are still glimmering under the moonlight. A pair of small, pale, childlike hands start to caress her face. More small hands start showing up in the shot before the camera slowly zooms out to show much of the fox's body being covered in caressing hands and arms. The shot flickers out a few times before cutting to the interior of a darkened household. The camera slowly makes its way into a dining room where a family of corpses is shown decaying in their seats. On the table is the same fox, but this time it's alive and healthy, tending to her cubs. Close-up shots of the bodies follow, revealing them to possess wounds indicating a possible mass suicide. In the closing shot, a moth is seen fluttering about a dangling light bulb in a dark room, when a hand that can only be described as animal-like reaches up and shuts it off. For more information, including pictures and videos of the stories told on this podcast, or to suggest stories for future episodes, please visit us at CreepyPod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or email us at creepypod at gmail.com. All stories told on this podcast can be found at creepypastawikia.com and are protected by a Creative Commons license. Some rights reserved unless otherwise stated. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Item number SCP-5186. SCP-7160. SCP-7533. Object class. Euclid. Keter. Safe. Special containment procedures. Spreading across the hemisphere and kicking up vast amounts of ash and dust. <laughs> the only thing I could hear was 7219 <laughs> laughing. Do you remember your name? Counseling. Appointment update. I feel them again. Heartland Counseling. Appointment update. They're in my ears! Heartland Counseling. Appointment update. Nobody understands! SCP Archives is a weekly fiction podcast. Each episode, we dive into the strange, the unknown, and the... Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or at scparchives.com.